Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word, then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, we continue to learn what the Thessalonians knew. They understood some things about the return of Christ. They understood that his return would happen suddenly, without any knowledge of the exact day or hour. But those alive at his return fall into two groups, those who are watching and waiting, and those who are oblivious. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and study Children of Light. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this life that you have provided us. We thank you for the relationships, those people who go on this journey with us. Some, Father, remain with us on this journey for a long time, and others, their presence in our lives is is short. But, Father, we thank you for all of those who influence and who come alongside, who strengthen, who cause us to grow, who bring about our humility and likeness to Christ. We thank you, Father, for our companions. And, Father, we thank you that one day we will all be together in eternity. We thank you for the salvation that you provide for us. And Lord, I ask that you would just strengthen us and guide us as we study your word together today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In our last study, we learned that Jesus Christ is going to return. And we do not know the day or the hour of his return. But when he returns, those who are unbelievers are going to be caught off guard. And they're going to experience destruction. But Jesus tells us we're not of the darkness, but we're of the light, and we should not be surprised when he returns, but rather we should be watching and waiting. Let's begin reading today in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. Paul continues his teaching by saying, You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. There's a great distinction between the people of the earth. The people of the earth at all times throughout history, fall into two groups. Those who are of the light and those who are of darkness. Those who belong to God, those who belong to Satan. Those who come to understanding and knowledge of Jesus Christ and the truths of God through faith. And those who remain blind, those who remain ignorant. There are those who have come out of their sin through faith in Jesus Christ, and there are those who remain in their sin. There are no groups in between. We are either Christian or not, saved or not, in light or in darkness, alive or dead. We are either saints or sinners. That's the teaching of God's word. And so when Paul says in verse 4, Brethren, you are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief, but rather you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night or the darkness. There is a great blessing in knowing Jesus Christ because we immediately are removed from the camp of the sinner who will experience judgment and destruction and condemnation, and we are brought into the body of Christ, the family of God. We are children of God. Now, not everyone is a child of God. Not everyone is saved. Not even everyone who says that they're saved is saved, according to Scripture. But there are clear indications of how we can know that we are saved. 
And we've looked at some of those in the past. We'll look at some of those in the future. But we just need to understand that there are these two groups. And if you're a believer, you're in the light. You're of the day, not of night, not of darkness. Verse 6, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep watch and be sober. As Christians, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not to be lazy and complacent. We're supposed to be busy serving the Lord, living out the character, the righteousness, the holiness of Jesus Christ in this world, shining the light of Christ through our lives, through our words, our thoughts, our behaviors, so that others can see and maybe be saved through the gospel that we share through our words and through our deeds. We are not to be asleep. We're not to slumber. We're to watch. We're to be alert. Verse 7 says, For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. They're people of the darkness. And so in their darkness, they sin. They sleep. They disregard the truths of God's word. They ignore the fact that Jesus has said he's coming back. They don't care about God, and they don't care about doing what's right. They don't care about morality. They sleep. They get drunk. They party. They revel. They enjoy this life. They are, they eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow they might die. But we're not to be like them. Verse 8 says, but let us who are of the day be sober. How are we to be sober? What does that look like? He goes on in verse 8 and says, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. This soberness is not just sitting and looking at the sky. This soberness is living out what God calls us to live out. We're to be people of faith. If you're a person of faith, you hear what God says, you trust God, and you do it. That's what faith does. Faith doesn't just simply believe and sit still. All throughout the scriptures, faith always responds. Faith is always visible. And we're to put on the breastplate of faith and love. The kinds of things we're to be doing are the kinds of things that reflect the love of God and the love of Christ, not the love of the world. We do not love the way people who do not know Christ love. We love the way Jesus loves. That's what we aspire to do. And this idea of putting this on means we're to be growing. We're to be acquiring the knowledge of faith and the knowledge of love and the ability to live by faith and the ability to love. We're not perfectly mature at any time, but we're to be growing. We're to be putting these things on. We're to be watching for Jesus's return. And in watching for Jesus's return and knowing what he expects, we're to be ready by growing in faith and growing in love. And as a helmet, the hope of salvation. The thing that is to guard our minds, our thoughts, is the promises of eternal life that we have through faith in Jesus Christ. We're to think on our salvation. Think about all that God has promised us, all that he has provided for us through faith in Jesus Christ. That is to guard our thoughts and minds as we seek to live by faith and love. Verse 9, God did not appoint us to wrath. That is such a huge statement. That statement alone guides us in understanding so much of the scripture. You may ask, how? God's children are not appointed to wrath. We will not experience the wrath that this world experiences. I believe that just like uh, Noah and his family did not experience the wrath of the flood, just like Lot and his daughters did not experience the wrath of Sodom and Gomorrah's judgment, 
that believers do not need to fear the wrath of God because we will not experience the wrath of God the way the world will. We have been saved from that wrath. That's what we're told here. God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a day of wrath coming upon the earth. There is a time of great tribulation. And believers do not have to worry about that. God did not appoint us to wrath. Now, that doesn't mean we won't suffer tribulation. That doesn't mean we won't suffer persecution. But we have not been appointed to the wrath that comes from God. We have been appointed to salvation. Verse 10, this salvation is through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, whether we live or are dead. Remember the last couple of studies, Paul talked about that we need not need to sorrow for those who have fallen asleep in Christ. So Jesus died for us, that whether we are alive when he returns or asleep when he returns, dead when he returns, we should live together with him. Those who are awake when Jesus returns and those who are asleep or dead when Jesus returns, we are going to live together with Jesus. Not just together with Jesus, we're going to be together with those who have died and gone on before us. Or we're going to be together with those who are alive when we have gone on and died before them. We will be together with other believers as well as together with Christ. That's the promise of the scripture. I won't go too much farther into this, but look at the first few words of verse 11. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. What are we to do with this knowledge? The knowledge that those who are dead in Christ will rise first. The knowledge that we will be caught up to meet them in the air and we will forever be with the Lord. What are we to do with this knowledge that we have not been appointed to wrath, but to salvation? That we are not in darkness, but in light that we have the ability to walk by faith and love with the knowledge of our salvation, the hope of our eternal security in Christ. What are we to do with this knowledge? We're to comfort each other and edify, instruct, build up one another. We're to share this knowledge and strengthen one another in this knowledge. And then Paul says of the Thessalonians, just as you also are doing. I hope you're doing that. I hope I'm doing that. We need to comfort one another, don't we? In this world that we live in, it's tough. It's hard. It's hard living with our own sin and shortcomings. We need comfort. And we need to comfort. We need to be built up. And we need to build up. That never stops. And praise the Lord, many are already doing that. If we're not, let's join them in believing these truths and then encouraging and comforting one another with these truths. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. It is a comfort to my soul. It strengthens my heart. Father, I pray that you would lift us up out of our sorrows, that you would help us when we do sorrow, to sorrow with hope, with the knowledge of salvation. I pray that those that we love would know Jesus Christ, would follow him by faith, be saved, and therefore give us that much more encouragement and hope. But Father, help us as the body of Christ to be comforting and hopeful, to be comforting and encouraging, edifying in one another's lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. 
Drawing near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.